Good morning, Australia, and good afternoon, America. Welcome back to Radio Tony, and this is a new show series called Art You Deserve, and I'm incredibly excited to have an international artist uh, on the show with me called Tracy Eaton, but before I tell you about beautiful Tracy, here's what you need to know. For those of you listening live online on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch, Payo is listening and waiting to respond to your questions and comments with links and information. And if you want to see the replay of this show, don't forget to jump onto Binge TV across the US, Hero Go TV across the US, and the Tony TV channel app on all LG, Roku, and Samsung smart TVs worldwide. So this is a new show, and it's called Art You Deserve with Tracy Eaton. This is the first of a six-show series with international modern artist Tracy I'm incredibly lucky to have this talented lady on our show and excited about the creative processes we will explore over the next six weeks. We even have a little surprise planned for the end of each show, but we'll tell you about that towards the end of the show. So stay tuned. Here's what you need to know about Tracy. Tracy is an artist that, from a curator's perspective, creates passion art all who see it fall in love with it all who see it want it they absolutely do born in New Zealand Tracy has made Australia her home since 2006 and has become one of Australia's most highly coveted artists full stop her work is in demand in Australia and round the globe and her exclusive commissioned uh, artworks were created for the nominees of the Academy Awards and this has secured Tracy as one of the sought after artists across the world. Uh, Tracy has been creative her entire life but with a man, and with a mantra to be bold, be brave, be brilliant. It's no wonder that Tracy looks at life with openness and willingness to explore. She has no plan B. She chooses a path that embraces enthusiasm and wholeheartedness. Her expressive painting style is bold in colour, allowing the flow of the creative process to take her where she needs the work to go. Painting professionally since her 30s, Tracy dedicates her time to exploring new ways to enhance her craft and connect with her audience through art and creativity. Certified in occupational therapy and colour psychology, Tracy brings a depth of understanding about colour and its impact to creativity. Colour creates immense energy, evoking a subconscious emotive response after um, one and is a catalyst for change. So incorporating all of these into her artwork is important and she creates strikingly luxurious artworks that revolutionise any space and any home. This knowledge brings her feelings and vision to life. Welcome to the show, Tracy. I'm so delighted that we're embarking on our creative journey together with this, the first of a series of six shows. Hello. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be part of this. 
So just for the audience, as with first shows, often things don't go to plan. So not only did Tracy have trouble accessing the link for the show, but I walked into my office half an hour before the show to prep and I had no power and no internet. So Tracy's madly texting me and I'm going, don't text Tracy, don't text Tracy. And I'm just about to send her a message and say, oh my God, I have no internet. And it came back on, rebooted, and we're all good to go. So both of us have had an interesting start to the show, but I'm really excited to have Tracy on the show to explore the creative processes. I'm not a painter, so this has incredible curiosity curiosity for me around the creative process. I, however, adore Tracy's work. It is some of the most beautiful painting that you will see. And we're going to discuss those things as we go through the program. Now, Tracy, I wanted to start today by talking a little bit about your life journey. And you're a New Zealander. What was it like growing up in New Zealand? I think it's one of the best childhoods I could have. I actually grew up on a farm. And the one thing I love about New yeah. Zealand is it's it's very real. It's humble. It's honest. And what you see is what you get. So, you're, you know, you, a handshake is a deal. You're, well, it was when we grew up anyway. Your word is your bond. Mm. And it's just, it's just very, I don't want to use the word simple, but it's just how I, I consider uh, true connection with people to be. It's just, it's, it was fantastic. And growing up on a farm gave me a chance to, well, gave all of us a chance to just explore life and nature. Yes. And, you know, um, I don't know, even down to things like, uh, I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, but, you know, we, we, we didn't have a shop. A shop was an hour away. The town was an hour away. So yeah. we, would, we would kill our food. We would grow our food. I mean, everything yes. that is traditionally what was way back when is how, how I grew up. So that in itself, yeah. I think, is incredible in terms of life lessons. And I was just thinking about this earlier, and I thought that's, I think that's probably where my love of nature started. Um, and my and oh, how yeah. I'm so inspired by nature. So I, I feel like that's a yeah. huge part of where that began because it was, you know, it's New Zealand. It's freezing, so it's cold. Um, <laughs> the, the, it's the colours are vibrant. There's beautiful flowers and springs. We have massive seasons, massive seasons. So is everything beautiful. is constantly changing and evolving, which I also really yeah. really liked. Um, New Zealand. Yeah. It's a beautiful country, isn't it? Stunning. The, 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 the environment is stunning. Uh, the challenge for me, because there's always positives and, and not so, I don't like the word negative, yeah. not so positive. Yeah. The challenge for me is yeah. I have a very, very expensive mind and a very independent, mm. old personality. Yes. So um, once we moved from the farm into a small town, I mean, there was like, I think, 3,000, 3,500 people so I could go to high school. Yes. Um, I, I didn't fit. I felt, I never felt that I fitted a small town ethos because I was just, you know, my, my head, my, my mind was constantly active and I was always thinking about possibilities and what if, and there's a big wide world and you never know what could happen. So I, I felt very, throughout my teens that I, I was, was suffocating. And that's through no yeah. fault of anybody. My family are really supportive. They're adorable. It was through no fault of anything but just the fact that I felt that I needed to be somewhere that allowed me 
comfortably to spread my wings. Um, yeah. New Zealand, whilst it's humble, does like Australia does have a tendency to have you know tall poppy syndrome. So when you yeah. are someone who loves to be a little different or to try something yes. different, uh, there's also a lot of people who are very quick to go, hell no, don't do that. You need to be you yes. need to be like the rest of us. I'm, that's just not not my jam really. <laughs> So yeah. Um, yeah, but it was beautiful. It's it's a it's a, it's a great way of, of growing up and living. Yeah, we have lots of similarities um, in the way that we grew up, except, you know, I grew up in rural Australia and um, small town and, and same feelings, very much identify with that, Tracy. So obviously, um, after moving to um, small town, you grew up and eventually you progressed into corporate life. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what you did and what it was like for you in corporate life? Interesting question because, you know, obviously I've always yeah. been highly creative. I'm a big picture person. Um, but I'm, I, after years of being in corporate, I realised I'm not a, I'm not a general manager's backside. That's just not how my brain works. I'm, <laughs> I'm, my, my process is, oh, great idea. Oh, this is gonna like this is how it's gonna look, and I have zero, well not zero, but I have a very very challenging time working out the steps in between, and then help. Um, yeah, that's just not my jam. So so corporate for me was an interesting transition. Um, I but I, I never I never finished school actually. I I, fit, I yeah. went, got to my last year because I used to do drama and debating and all of that you know yeah. cultural um, stuff. Yeah. So I stayed at yeah. school to finish the school play because I was the lead. So I'm like, we so have to do that. And literally two weeks after that show finished, I'm like, I'm out of here. See you later. So moving into the corporate space took quite a while because I, I worked for, yeah. I think, two, two and a half years. Um, and I was going to travel. I was out. I was gone. Yeah. And yes. Oh, yes. No, I better get a career behind me. So I, I actually then moved into, I studied to become an occupational therapist um yeah. corp the corporate transition happened when after about two and a half years or so two years yeah. of doing OT I decided that I wanted another challenge surprise surprise yes. constantly change <laughs> no surprise changing. there no surprise so I moved into actually selling wheelchairs and specialized seating and medical equipment yeah because that's kind of what I knew mm -hmm. and over a yeah. period of years that morphed into selling pretty much anything um very, very <laughs> I, I sold oh my god mortgages insurances yeah uh, a lot yes. of telecommunications and technology-based careers which is so the yes. whole opposite of how my head works um yes. but, I, but I yeah but, but I, I I felt like I had something to prove I think prove to, and uh -huh. prove to myself that I I can do it and and I love I I liked the the chase of it. I guess the the challenge of creating something, and most of the the job, the, the territories that I took on as sales were quite yeah. run down. So I had I needed to yes. build them up. Interestingly, yeah. the moment I built them up, I got bored and I left. So after I, I didn't, I never recouped <laughs> the rewards of my hard work. I, I guess and. Uh, 
I, 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 throughout my corporate career, I struggled with being consistent <laughs> because yeah. it wasn't my natural state. So I would be like this. I'd be up and down like a yo-yo. And my, so many of my bosses yeah. were like, oh, my God, you're a freaking nightmare to manage because one minute you're on and the next minute you're not. Um, and looking back, I'm kind of like, well, all of that is totally understandable considering my personality and how my brain they're creative. Yeah, yes. totally. Which yes. is why I like building the territory. I was creating something and then I'm like, okay, yeah. move on to the next it's one. It's done. Okay. Yeah. So that made sense to me. And the consistency yeah. made sense because I'm so all or nothing. So if I felt it, great. If I didn't, didn't happen. Didn't? That, uh, and yeah, that's yeah. that's how I that's that's me to a T. So we yeah, yeah, we were in corporate sales for oh I would say 12 years of my life, 13 years of my yeah. life. Um, yeah. And I'm grateful to, to, for a lot of reasons because it taught me a whole lot about Absolutely. business. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I I never really fit the mould. Never completely. Yeah, definitely. Fit, I, I, I didn't feel like I fitted the mould. So uh, I think leaving was inevitable. <laughs> it was going yes. to happen one way, shape or form. Yeah. Eventually. So um, something happened that changed everything about 15 years ago. Can you tell us about that, Tracy? I got into a real, uh, I guess, cycle of, of material wealth, actually, and following yeah. that treadmill and working, working um, ridiculous hours and yes. just living, to, living for work, actually. Uh, and at yeah. the time yeah. we'd moved over here, I literally had been in my job yeah. for, I don't know, six months maybe. Um, yeah. Considering my, my average turnover as a single four is about a year and a half, I was I was only partway through into my into my year and a yeah. half tenure job. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was in a I was in a high, very high, high stress, high end executive sales role. Mm. Uh, we, I had 10 yeah. clients that I had with significant businesses. Um, yes. And I'm not prone to panic attacks, I must say, but I remember this particular day vividly walking into the office. I opened up yeah. the door and, oh, yeah. my God, I felt like I was going to explode. I just, I could not cope. I literally yeah. couldn't deal. I was looking around at everyone and I, I was like, oh, I, 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 oh my God, I'm, I'm oh suffocating no. here. So I quit, which is also not my nature. I'm, 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 I'm that's, I'm a You're not a quitter. Person. Not a quitter. So, yeah, so I quit and um, thought, what the hell am I going to do now? So I went shopping because every girl goes shopping to feel better, right? Well, I did. When, I went shopping. Yes, 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 yep. yes. So the afternoon I spent, well, most of the day, actually, I spent walking around the shops. And as I was leaving the store, and I guess this is probably the first burnout that I had ever, actually, Yes. Um, yeah. And as I was walking around the shops as I was leaving, I walked past an art store. And in the window there was an, you know, there was easels and paints and, and I I uh -huh. stopped and yes. clearer in my clearer than anything ever in my life was a thought came into my head that said, I need to paint. So I went into the store. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Thank, like, thank God, you're right. So I walked into the store yeah. and bought like I don't know what. I, I bought so much stuff. I didn't know what I was buying. I hadn't. 
I hadn't yes. painted before, so I'm, I uh, yeah. So yes. that was it was very much a let's just get all these things and see what they do. And for two and a half years solidly, I was absolutely obsessed. I was immersed. So I think I've said to you before. I was talking yes. to, to my husband about it at the time, and he was like, "Oh, great! The house is going to be tidy. The dinner's going to be on." <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not at all. The house was chaos. Like it was just there was canvases everywhere. There was, it was just it was my life for two and a half years solidly yes. and that was yes. the beginning or not even beginning it was the realization that I was for the first time in my life on my true path yeah wow. it was incredibly healing and for me so healing yes. for me in a lot of ways um and yeah just I just adored it. it it came it came naturally to me naturally yeah yeah and I'm guessing that with all things when we discover our passion there there's a um fulfillment and a a flow to life so did you feel all of those things across that those couple of years absolutely did I I didn't think about anything apart I didn't think about selling them for, for a long time I didn't think about how much money I was making I was just living I was just living and breathing um color and creating and figuring out what I was doing what you like I mean I've got yeah 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 I've got my first I'll show you guys one day or at one point I've got my very first painting that I ever did hanging in my studio and I'll never ever not have it there because we all learn and progress and you know improve but I look at it now and go oh my god really like (laughs) there's so much that I would do to change it and improve it but I refuse to touch it because it's my first piece so and there is absolutely there is a very significant difference between that piece and and what we paint now yeah yeah and speaking of that link to emotion and passion you have continued to do that that that's the place for which you paint from and um, as we'll talk about in upcoming shows when you do commissioned work you actually very much channel emotion and creativity from that space specifically for that piece that you're creating whether it's a commissioned work or or whatever Um, and we'll talk about and explore that later in the shows Um, so you were painting and enjoying it and loving it and having a great time what was the point and what was this decision that made you decide oh my god I think I can make a living out of this can you talk that actually came a long time later so remember this was 15 years ago when I did that and um You know, we all have our insecurities and our fears and our concerns. And we also have uh, belief systems that have been through either created through experience or through upbringing. And about that two year mark, two and a half year mark, I started going, oh, what are you doing, Uh, Trace? You need, actually, before I say this, I'll I'll say to you, I started selling internationally within a year of me painting ever. So I was actually already selling my artwork and I was selling everywhere. So I used to do little mini exhibitions in hotels. So people would buy my work. But I I remember waking up one day and I was quite like, oh, my God, what are you doing? You're wasting your life. You can't make any money being an artist. This is ridiculous. This is a pastime. 
you're not good enough to, to do this go get a real job yeah. and that very much was oh. a as I reviewed that you know over the period of years that have been it was very much a belief yeah. system that had been implanted over years and I I wore it and I owned it which is I think in yeah. part what led me into the corporate sector in the first place because that was a real job um, yeah. so I gave up painting full-time and uh, started my own company uh, doing digital marketing yeah. so that was in 2012 2012 yeah, 2012? yeah mm. about that so maybe no 20 yeah. anyway somewhere like that 2010 yeah. anyway yes. um yeah. <laughs> so so I continued to paint um, yeah. but I did find that I became immersed in that world again that I had left the, the, the very world that was was suffocating my personality and my growth and my my, my being was the very well that I threw myself back into um, and even yeah. to this day when I feel really fearful I revert straight back into business yes. so it became yeah. it's a self-sabotage in a way because it became my crutch because I knew it I knew I didn't have to think about it I just knew it because I'd done it for so long yeah. whereas yeah. creativity and art was a total unknown to me I, I didn't know where to go I didn't know what I was doing like a polar I was yeah, polar yeah. opposite. Yeah. So all of that business um, skill set was very much a learned behavior and a learned skill. Creativity mm. for me was natural. And at the time, yeah. I also felt that's probably why I didn't value it to the same degree. Because if like breathing, you think about when we're breathing, we don't think about yeah. how we breathe. We think about no. how we have to. So you yeah. don't, you don't really, you don't, we value it because we would die, but you know what I mean. We don't. We don't consider it as as something yeah. that we have it's to worry about. Yeah, unconscious. it's not conscious. It's not conscious. Mm. Painting for me was the same. When as I'd started to develop techniques, I needed to learn that which was conscious. But the the, the intuitiveness to paint was there. Yes. So yeah. anyway, back to setting up my own company, which I ran. Yeah. Had lots of staff. It was doing very very well. Yeah. And my painting yeah. continued for a while and then slowly got less and less and less. And what I found is that when I started to get really stressed again, um, I'd pick up a brush because it was that yeah. healing process for me. One piece mm -hmm. took me 18 months to complete, not because it was 18 oh. months worth of work, but because it was 18 months of me being hesitant and picking it up when I really was oh my God, and then going, oh, just don't, just don't focus on that, focus on, on, on the business. So that's what I did. Yeah. And then yeah. it was then yeah. that I just went, okay, I'm now at burnout phase number two. I can see it a mile off. I can yeah. feel it. We were, I had, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was a crazy busy period yeah. of time. Um, so that's mm. when I decided to move into painting, uh, professionally full-time yeah yes and was the catalyst was obviously heading towards that second breakdown and going oh my god I don't want to go there again and knowing that you real, I really need to be using this creative gift of mine to creating to do something bigger and better and um, that's when you yeah, started I, I I didn't see what I had as a gift I just it was just a part mm -hmm. of me 
And the older I was getting, yeah. the stronger it was yelling at me going, what are you doing? This is what you need to be doing. Uh, yeah. And I also didn't really actually see how um, on that cusp of another burnout that I was, was my husband who yeah. sat me down one day and he's like, yes. what the f are you doing? He's like, you, you, if you don't change your life, you won't be alive by the time you're 45. And I just kind yes. of took stock and that took me a while and I sat back and had to think about that and went, oh, my God, he's right. This, it's time to do mm. this. So I kind yeah. of feel like, um, I mean, they always say it's never too late to change your life, to change your world. Yeah. And so I, yeah, at the age of 42, that's when I went, okay, see you, corporate. I'm out of here. Bring on art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of like I think art was always ready for me but I wasn't ready for it right. until that yeah. point. Yeah, it, it, it's about the journey, isn't it, that you have to go through to get to the point where you finally go, okay, this is what I should be doing and I need to do oh, this and so not much. deviate. And um, was it I, a I relief? Say, what's that? Was it a was relief, it a relief, Tracy? It mm. was a massive relief and it wasn't a hard decision. Yeah. Like it, it, so yeah. many people around me had thought that I was absolutely insane that I was literally giving up a profitable, solid business to be in what they perceived a starving artist. Now, at no time did oh, I even you... buy into their ethos anyway because I'd already run a yeah. business. I'm just about to run yeah. another one that I'm passionate so about. You knew. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. It was It was literally yeah. like... I have to do, do this. this. And I think... Yeah, yeah. I thought about I've thought about this a lot, and I feel like um, as an artist, I think any creative person would be the same. But as an artist, and to live this as your career, um, yeah, to create, there's three things you need to let go of in life, which is expectation, judgment, and fear. Now, those three things Absolutely. are hugely ingrained in so many of us. We all Aren't have they? so much. It's, it's how we live our lives. Talk, how, so yeah. Look at COVID in Australia right now, you know, just being yes. political for a second. There's so much fear yes. lingering going on that yeah. um, it, that is what influences people's decisions, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. to create and when you like getting corporate people into paint is interesting because they, they have <laughs> so much of this judgment and expectation and it's self-judgment, not of other people, it's self-judgment. Oh, yeah, um, yes. And so self-judgment is that, a shocker. Yeah. And that's scary to let go of those things because it's what is our cornerstone. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. have to trust yourself in the process completely, which is also yeah. hellish scary as well. Scary. <laughs> so Absolutely. Much. Tell me even, about it. Yeah. And, even, and you'd be the same, I'm sure. But even now, I still have these moments Absolutely. of like, Oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? I just, but I need to just start painting. And when I start painting, it goes away. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, for our American audience, um, Tracy and I have been talking about tall poppy syndrome and you've heard me talk about this before on, on many other shows, but it's prevalent for Australians and New Zealanders so that we like to attack those that are doing well or bring them down, um, which is very different from many other cultures across the planet who lift up their people and support them 
we're not great at that. So when Tracy and I talk about that mindset in the background, playing a script in our head is I'm not good enough. I will never be good at this. I will never be successful at this. And it's not true. It's just a thought and it's, but it's so ingrained in us and in our culture that it sure does take some shifting, doesn't it, Tracy? It does. And, and, And adding to that as well, also in the back of your mind is that what are people going to think of me oh I can't stand out too yeah. much because people aren't going to like me too much or or I can't be yes. that person because I'm not going to fit in so that tall poppy yes. syndrome is a combination of all of those things and yeah you, uh, I've learned I've developed thick skin I've learned that that yes. is not that is actually not true and I am who I am and, and there are people not. who are going to love me and people who are not and that's okay and that's okay um, and it's yeah. fully okay but it does, you're right it takes a lot of shedding of those beliefs because we are brought up with it We're a lot of work everywhere. um even all the things like it i remember at the school dance and i was dancing away and yeah. having a grand old time and i just happened to yeah. glance at someone who was one of the cool kids right i so wasn't yes. cool i was a complete nerd anyway um i was dancing <laughs> away and he, and, and he just looked at me and went oh no and I was like, oh, Tracy. So that, but that's the nature of, of the it way is. in which we all grow up. Um, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. There's no judgment against that. It just is what it is. So you're right. To shed yeah. that takes a long time. So, and when I left yeah. my, my business, as I said, I had, yeah. I'd say, two very distinct camps. Let's say 50 uh-huh. 50. I'd been in, in yes. business for a long time, so I knew a lot of people. 50% of people yes. would go, oh, my God, this is amazing. You are so brave. Bring it on. I can't wait to yeah. see what's happening. And yeah. the other 50% of people lo- looked at me, as I said earlier, like I was completely insane and ceased contact. Oh. So that in itself oh, is a good example. It's a good example of exactly what we're saying it's like no 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 don't stand out from the yeah. crowd don't step out of out of what we are comfortable with because that's not yeah. cool so you have to just yeah. go love you moi, but that ain't me so I'm doing my thing yeah 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 and the thing about that too Tracy is if you had have listened to those people that said no don't do that we would have been deprived as a world of the beautiful creative paintings that you do um I just I can't imagine not seeing Tracy Eaton artworks imagine if we didn't have those because what Tracy's art is just beautiful and I am quite frankly that her biggest fan and I love her work and to think to think that that would not be in the world because someone had said no to Tracy, you shouldn't be an artist. I can't imagine what that would be like. So here's the thing about not following your passion. You deprive the world of your unique, and I think it's a gift. I think that the way that Tracy uh, paints is uniquely beautiful and an absolute gift to the world so had Tracy not taken that challenge and not been brave enough to create Tracy Eaton art then the world is deprived of that and we need art and beauty in the world there's something very special 
there's something very special about sitting in front of artwork and almost meditating. For me, there is. I know mm. a lot of people don't get that, but I do. Um, one of my favorite things to do. They may not consciously to get just... it, Tony. But sorry, sorry that they may not consciously understand yeah, yeah. it. There is a level of subconscious interaction with any artwork that we can't. We, yes. we just cannot deny that, um, and that's why art yes. has been prevalent from ever since history. Forever. It's forever. Um, and yeah. for me, you are dead right that I have always loved the idea of, of making people happy and inspiring yeah. people to do to do whatever it is that they want to do. If that's gardening, yeah. if it's cooking pancakes, I don't care if it makes you happy, yeah. do it, right? It doesn't have to be a big that's thing, right. just whatever makes you happy. No. So yeah. being, for me, being able to uh, bring that to life through artwork and through colour specifically yeah. is, is uh, just Colour awesome. definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tracy, it's been um, a, a wonderful journey for you, actually, um, with your artwork. You um, have been um, commissioned to be the artist for the last three years for the Oscars. And I just thought quickly before we go on to our surprise segment at the end of the, towards the end of the show, can you tell us about that process? Because I've seen uh, Tracy's artwork that she created for the Oscars and I want you to tell the audience about that process and how it works and what the outcome was because they're beautiful. Thank you. Uh, com commercially, so business head on for a moment. Yes. I yes. Was, was, <laughs> I was given the opportunity by a close contact to well, uh, to contact this particular organisation who does do, um, who, who did gifting for uh, celebrities yes. and uh, award shows. And mm -hmm. uh, so because I gave them a call and chatted about the, what, what, what that involved and what that looked like. And they were obviously, mm -hmm. they were interested in having artwork in the, the gift bags that they provided to the nominees to celebrate their nomination. And yeah. I was like, well, that's cool. But if I'm going to do this, I want to be the only artist who does this. Yeah. So I, I wanted yeah. exclusivity. So they were like, mm, okay. So they went and stalked me. I went and stalked them. And we obviously worked out <laughs> whether we were comfortable to, to work together. Um, which we were so therefore they they, mm. they as I say for three years running they commissioned me to provide artworks for the nominees for the Oscars for the Golden Globes for two years and for the Australian yeah. Oscars as well and it was pretty interesting. exciting so I was it was very exciting a lot of work so mm. the first year yes. I decided that a it would be amazing to do original artwork for every single recipient there was a hundred of them and honestly <laughs> part way through the process I remember walking out into my studio and I had just start like paintings everywhere like because yeah. they were small because yeah. they'd be in a gift bag and they were everywhere yeah. and I remember walking out one morning to make my breakfast turn around and went oh my god what are you doing there's like so much art here and that took me about oh I don't know it was a good year, year and a half to, and I ended up uh, having to I have, honestly it's the last few I didn't end up finishing so I had to gift some that were like vouchers for yeah. originals I, yeah. I, I ran out yeah. of time 
it was a naive yeah. thing of me to think oh, I could get through that many in such a short time. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, that little, it's no big deal, we'll be fine. But, you know, yeah. I forgot that I had other clients as well that I was dealing with. So for yeah. the next two years, so for 2020 and for this year, I painted a series yeah. of originals for each year, which I then yeah. uh, fine art printed and then hand embellished. So and yes. some of them had resin as well over top, and they looked they looked amazing. They were a little bit bigger, and the company changed mm -hmm. how we gifted. So we were gifted, we gifted less and very personally. So each of these gift okay. bags were delivered to their homes, um, or okay. on the night of where they the the Oscars they were where they were staying. So it was yeah. very personalised. Of course, I'm like, oh, I'll deliver them. Can you just I'll, I'll get in the courier van and I'll come with you? And I'm like, yeah, not happening. Um, but we, <laughs> and I get it. But what, So what that meant, though, is I knew exactly what celebrity was getting what painting, which yeah. was great for me because I yeah. love painting with people or for people. So That's that right. allowed me to uh, be a bit more specific around what I was painting and what piece, what celebrity got what painting. Mm. And then, yeah. of course, at the uh, we auctioned every year, we auctioned off the original artwork that had created yes. those pieces. But also to keep it different, because one thing that's important for me when I paint is that all my pieces are unique. So when unique. someone's like buying a piece, they know that no one else is going to get it, which especially that's right. you know, I think that's really important. So... Yeah. Um, even with the ones that the celebrities received, they weren't the uh -huh. entire original. There was a there was a piece of the original that I had blown up, manipulated, yeah. changed, adjusted, whatever. So I did quite a bit of digital yeah. work as well. Uh, and then, as yeah. I say, we hand embellished it. So that has now allowed me, and I can honestly say you guys are the first people I'm announcing this today for the first time. Yes. Um, this has allowed me to actually move into uh, selling fine art yeah. prints of those exact same prints that the celebrities received. Originals. No, mm. prints, fine art prints. So we've taken... You get the uh, print of the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we are selling... Uh, so one of my favourite celebrities that got one was um, Quentin Tarantino, for example. Oh, my God, he's yes. so cool. Alan DeGeneres got another one. I was one showing my Alan. husband... Oh, sorry, I was showing my husband. I said, come and look at Tracy's painting for Quentin Tarantino because uh, my husband is nerdy and, and quirky too. And he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he thought that was pretty cool. Exactly. So we are releasing today. People can now for the first time buy the replica of what the celebrities received. So I'm very excited. That's the first six have come on, on, for, on sale today. Right so that's today. Cool. Oh, today. fantastic. Oh, it's so not even on my Tracy. social media yet. I'll be putting it on my social media oh. later on today. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Yeah. So tracyeaton.com. Tracy Tracy that's the only place you can get them right now. <laughs> that's the only place you can get them. Yeah. And they yeah. are unique and they are beautiful. And it's like you've challenged that particular celebrity into that painting. Because I remember yeah. looking at Quentin's going, oh, God, that's him. Um, I remember looking at um, Tom Hanks and going, oh, yeah, that's him. Um, like that's part of your process, isn't it? You like to spend time. Or, it's, or, you know, I like to understand who, who they of are. That person. For the the yeah, person, absolutely. definitely. And, 
And for them, obviously, I'm not going to be able to, I wasn't able to sit down and have a cup of tea and go, hey, how are you doing? Tell me no. I knew that was going to Well, that'd happen. be fantastic. Well, I wouldn't be adverse to it at all. I would be totally okay if, if Tom wants to reach out and say, yo, Trace, let's chat. I'm, I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what I did Absolutely. do was as much research as I could uh, and yeah. and try and and find a way to understand as much as I can, obviously, based on yes. it's hard to know what's real or what's not, but as much as I could about those people. And that's what helped me decide what pieces we they were yeah. going to be getting. Um, and once again, and your, colour played an important part of that. Yeah. And your intuition as well, Tracy. There's, there's an intuitive component of creating artwork as well that you uh, listen to quite easily to create those pieces around that particular person. So much, actually. And I, I always knew that yeah. I was a very much an intuitive person and I felt what people needed, which I think led me to wanting to make people feel good. Because I feel like yeah. I can walk into a room and people, I'll walk out and people go, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Like, and it's just because yeah. I, I have a big energy, I think, and I do and I feel yeah. people energy. So yeah. it, yeah. it was a no-brainer that when I started painting, that intuitive nature was definitely going to play a huge part in what I create yeah. and how I create. Um, and every so often... You know, things will come into my head. I'm like, oh, don't be, don't be crazy. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I quash it. And then next thing, you know, half an hour, it comes back up again. Yeah. And in the end, I'm like, oh, freak's yeah. sake. Okay. Just do but it. I, I just don't question. I, I don't question it much at all now. And when I'm painting, like my husband, and you'll see if you've watched time lapses, that my husband um, laughs because he said, when you are in your zone, not only do I paint fast, but he said, you are all over the canvas. So I'm painting yeah. here and then I paint there. And, and he yeah. said, it's like you're seeing the whole thing at once, but you're, it's not physically possible yeah. to do that, but I'm just everywhere. So I think that's part of that intuitive nature of how I paint and what I paint that yeah. comes to the fore when yeah. I'm in my zone. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to share some of that creative process with the audience. And Tracy and I decided that we should do something really special for this six series of shows. And because Tracy does lots of commissioning work, we wanted to show everyone in the audience how the commissioning process works. So I'm really privileged that Tracy's going to create an artwork for me and we're going to talk about that creative commissioning process so that the audience gets to understand what goes into these magnificent creations that Tracy does and so the last portion of each show each week for the next six weeks we will be talking about this commissioning process and showing you the progress so Tracy Let's talk about the commissioning progress uh, process, rather, and then we're going to show you the start of what this looks like. Sure. Okay. Commission. I I love painting commissions, and I think I'm a little bit unusual. Yeah. A lot of artists don't. <laughs> they get nervous about it, and I get it because you you do have yeah. to almost paint to a, you do have to paint to a deadline. But yes. the amazing thing about it is knowing that I'm coming from a place of wanting people to feel good. I firmly believe that when I'm painting for you, I'm painting for you, when yes. we started talking yes. about this, my job is to help bring 
the vision of you or your space, your life, whatever is going on for you at that moment yeah. to life. That's it. Mm. So whilst it's def, I mean, a commission is definitely a fusion of your ideas and your energy and, and mine together. So I'm literally the conduit yeah. to make that happen, which to me, I think is a privilege and an honor and very, very exciting. So commissions are, commissions and are so much fun. So it, much and fun. so much fun for me too. Oh, when I we started fun. talking about this, we both got really excited and then we were going to, Tracy was going to come and, and visit my house and look at the spaces and decide which space. Which and then we've had a lockdown. <laughs> yeah. We had a and lockdown I'm and I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm walking around with Zoom on my phone going, okay, Trace, there's this space or this space this is the space I think because of blah, 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 blah. And then I walked Tracy to the wall and then showed her the space around the wall. And then I walked outside and explained how we enter and look at that space. And Tracy's like, oh my God, I know what I'm going to do. And it was just so much fun. So there's no, uh, Tracy can work with anyone from around oh, the world because absolutely. you just zoom into the space and have a talk about what's important to you. Um, so that was the first part, wasn't it, Tracy? When we sort of decided yeah. on that idea and thought, oh, God, this could be fun, and I was a little bit nervous because I actually I love artwork and I thought, oh, my God, to have one of Tracy's paintings, what a privilege that is. And I'm like, oh, my God, but what will we do? But I didn't have to worry because you don't Tracy have to worry about intuitively. Yeah. That's my job. No, no. So the more you're right, the more I understand about who you are, who your family is yeah. as well, because obviously a lot yeah. of especially for residentials going into a family space. Um, yeah. And yeah. also practically what your space looks like in the decor and your colour tones that you're already yes. drawn to. Uh, so mm. as you know, I, I do spend as much time as I can talking about that with you and, yes. and that helps me yes. get a sense of, of who you are and also what energy you want the place to feel like. And then yeah. um, I, I do ask if people have any particular styles of paintings or colours, painting that they've seen that they like mm. or to flick them through, which I did for you as well. And that is a really interesting process because I'll use you as an example mm -hmm. another one in a second. We... Absolutely. Yeah, when we talked, Tony, you mentioned that uh, you loved blues and the, the oceans scene and all that sort of thing. However, when the paintings that Tony sent through that you loved, they were mm -hmm. purples, pinks, <laughs> very few blues. And I started giggling. I'm like, oh, yeah, happened again. And the reason I say and because what it does is because it pulls out what you're feeling right now and it, and it called the, the core essence of what you're attracted to. I had another client yeah. who said they wanted this huge, big uh, blue painting. Blue is popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I did the yeah. same thing. I was like, oh, flick me through some images of paintings you love. They sent me 22 paintings husband and wife yes. and one of them is adamant they didn't want a particular color tone now all of these yes. paintings were lime green and they were color tones that they told me that they didn't want and I, once again I started giggling I was like okay so yes. they, there is something about that brightness that they were drawn to so with further yes. discussions and when I with you and I looked at the magentas and the purples mm. 
considering what you do, yeah, because I made total some sense of those Van Gogh. What's that? Um, some of those Van Goghs with the, the the blues and then the pop of colour. I thought, yeah. oh yeah, that's that's quite nice. Yeah, exactly. So once I've got a sense of of what who, who I feel that you are, then I put a little bit of a concept document together because while something has already yeah. formed in my head. I also am very aware that not everybody is as visual as I am. So it's important for me to help my clients understand the style and the type of colour and things that I'm mm. going to be creating on with. So I put that all, yeah. I explain all of that. I give you physical, like visual examples of the style yeah. of things. And whilst mm -hmm. nothing will be replicated exactly, I, you you walk away with You've a, got sense a pretty of, general okay, idea. Now I know mm -hmm. what I'm getting. So coming back to what you said, you're right. You don't have to worry about what it's going to look like because I'm going to do that for you. No. That's my job. Yeah. And then I'll show yeah. you what it's going to look like. I was blown away. I was blown away by the document in itself and the depth of um, work that you'd put in to create just, just the concept um, and the colour psychology. And so in this last five minutes, we're going to show you the start of what that looks like. And Tracy's going to step back from the, the uh, camera just a little bit so she can show us what that looks like. Um, the other thing that Tracy and I discussed, I love the tactile feel of um, work that has um, embellishment or um, heavier and lighter and Tracy's going to create that too for me as well so I'm going to hand over to Tracy for our last five minutes to show you what the start of it looks like well I well your canvas is in the other room <laughs> oh my god oh, I'm so sorry okay. people no no you that's have okay you don't have massive anticipation until next week because the canvas is so next we week. I will explain it though because we do, we do build everything in house. I was just going to so, say. Yeah, I'm not interested and I didn't like the quality that you could get over the shelf. So I yeah. uh, we build, uh, we stretch our own canvases, we build the framework. We, um, we are very particular as well. So what that means yes. is that there's, there's no warping of our canvases. A lot of the canvases and MDF board will warp. Will warp. We um, also means we can make it exactly to whatever size that we want. So yeah. I have no standardization yeah. with my size. It's like the one behind me um, yes. is, is a piece that Which is, is beautiful. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You're that, another. That, that, yeah. I like that magenta. Yeah. Another beginning of my latest range. Watch this space. Yes. I'm working in, along with my commissions. I'm doing an exhibition next year, and these are the beginnings of my yes. exhibition product. Um, anywho, yeah. so yeah, so we, we the first stage is to build the canvas. Uh, once we've done yeah. that, if people want to see photographs of of the process, I'm very happy to share it. What I do find yeah. though is a lot of people get a little bit anxious about that because what because my paintings are so layered so even with that one yes. behind me, there's already like four that's layers not what it's gonna look it. like no exactly so phase one is like it's so just... not what the painting is going to end up looking like so it's important but but if you're interested I'm very happy to show that to people they can be part of yeah. me while I'm painting and then of course yeah. at, at the end we um 
Yeah, that when we also install and deliver where at all possible as well. Yeah. So even internationally, yeah. if it was viable, if there was a, a large, a, you know, a larger um, opportunity we were working on, I'd be very happy to jump on a plane and make sure that the installation yes. was as we expected. It, yeah, so yeah. that's important to me too. So we, we do have, um, I guess, call me a control freak, but there's a little bit of, no, no. Oh my God, I've got detail going on. That's scary. That there is yeah. some detail moments in my process because I'm <laughs> starting, with, starting with that document because I want it to be very yeah. clear and on time and And it is clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that document encompasses everything that Tracy and I have talked about. It goes into detail discussing some of the colours and the tones and what they mean in terms of the psychology behind those colours. And I thought that that was just amazing. I was just blown away just by the document and we haven't, hadn't even started yet. Um, Tracy's going to do some time lapse when we do this painting as well. And that's mm -hmm. going to be available on both Tracy and my websites and we're also going to put it on YouTube so people can actually see that creative process because I just think it's I love it I love it one of the other things I was going to say when Tracy was talking about the way that she custom makes the frames that her artwork goes on is that when she's working with with resin which is a heavier product um tracy layers aluminium behind the canvas and then they create the framework around it so that you know that your uh, painting and artwork is going to stay beautifully solid and also protected um yeah, so one, one there's of, lots one... and lots of elements one of the issues with anything heavy, so if you're doing any fluid work or resin or, or anything like mm. that, if you're purely only on canvas, and I paint big people, I don't just do yes. like, it's, I love yes. big, it's it kind big, of suits my personality, big. so big's good. Um, but canvas will, will dip. So yeah. unless you want to use that. that, and actually, well, actually you can, if you want to, use yeah. that to create a particular effect go nuts and, and I do that from time to time because if I want it to things to pull in a certain area I don't want it to be level but it does get heavy yeah. and oh, yeah. that's why some artists choose to work when it's bigger on like a solid like wood board or something like that yeah. Yeah. I love the texture of canvas I'm a texture freak oh, myself yeah. so the yes. texture of canvas yes. is I don't know. I just want to. I, I love. I love what it does to paint and how paint goes on. So that's why we put a, an aluminium panel behind it to keep it solid. But then I can still paint on my canvas as well. So that's good. Fantastic, Tracy. We are actually out of time, and so <laughs> I have to round you up. Which I love talking to you. You know that um, next week on the show, we will be back with Tracy to talk more about her exclusive artworks and more of her, about her process. And of course, to see the commissioning work that she's working on for me and to talk a little bit more about that. But that's our lot for this week. Tracy Eaton, thank you so much for coming on the show. This Most is welcome. Art You Deserve. And we will be back same time next week with another episode talking everything art with Tracy Eaton. Thank you, everyone, and bye for now. See ya.